anyone who says that Jesus isn't a master storyteller needs to look at the parables again, and especially today's uh, three parables. And uh, there's something about them that kind of captures us. Jesus, in telling these parables, tells us the kingdom of God is an all-or-nothing proposition. Like a merchant, or, or rather, I'll start with the, uh, the first one, like someone who just happens to pawn a treasure in a field that unfortunately happened more times than not in the uh, time of Jesus uh, because of all the conflicts that arose. People would uh, get fearful. They would go and bury their, their wealth in the field and wouldn't come back. And so sometimes it would be, it just happened that a few years later, somebody who inherited that land would be digging and would find that treasure. And sometimes it happened that somebody who didn't even have authority to really be on that land just happened to be there and would go then and buy that field because it was not necessarily finders keepers, but finders buyers keepers. If they bought that field, they could keep whatever they found in that field. And so this person who finds that treasure goes and sells everything, including house and home, to buy that field for that one treasure. Or even more proof that Jesus is a master storyteller, a merchant in search for fine pearls. We might ask, well, why pearls? You know, diamonds are just as fine, if not finer. Uh, Sapphires are pretty sweet. Yeah, all sorts of, of gems uh, or rubies and various other things. These were all known to the, uh, the people of the time. Why pearls? Well, let's take the Hope Diamond, for example, one of the largest diamonds in the world that was ever found. If, you, if we sold everything and bought that Hope Diamond, we'd still end up a little short, I'm pretty sure. We'd probably have to all pool our money together. Maybe we'd have hope of buying that Hope Diamond. But we could take that diamond and we could cut it. And yes, while we damage the ultimate value, we'd have little pieces that we could sell and we would still have a diamond that could be shaped into something pretty, pretty nice. It could be used for, for a diamond ring, a wedding ring, or, or whatever, although I'm sure most of us would not want, us men probably not at all, wanting to run around with a big diamond uh, wedding ring. But for women, that's pretty sweet, right? Any other gem you can do that with. You can cut it and you can have two slightly less valuable, but just as valuable ultimately together, but not with a pearl. First, it's good to remember that a pearl is, is grown by an oyster, not grown in an in organic sense, but rather something settles in it, a piece of sand or whatever it is, in order to deal with that irritant, it creates a bicarbonate uh, layer around it, and a layer around that, and a layer around that, until it's built up, until it's smooth, and most pearls are round or roundish, some are ovalish. Some are various different colors because of the various uh, other chemicals that might be in the water at that time. But it's a natural process. and. If you found that pearl, let's say it's the size of a marble, that's a pretty valuable pearl. If you found that pearl, you could not cut it. If you cut it, you destroy the whole thing. You don't have two halves of a pearl. You have two worthless things. It's not valuable at all. You've destroyed its value. The kingdom of God is not like a diamond. 
It's not like a ruby. It's not like a sapphire. It's like a pearl. It's all or nothing. Its value is in choosing all or nothing. We live in a world that tells us it's okay. We can have our feet in both camps. We can be both Christian and, at times, uh, uh, not Christian. Uh, I use an example. Sometimes we think we can be, say, we, we can be engaged in Catholic prayer practices, which is good and wonderful, the rosary and adoration and all these wonderful things. But at the same time, we can be involved in Eastern, not Christian practices, but Eastern religious practices. Yoga as a religious practice. I'm not talking about just the dynamic stretching that so many have, have reduced yoga to rather to the mental and philosophical content of it. Or the, there's nothing wrong with taking a moment and being reflective and, and calling to mind our breathing, asking Christ to come into that breathing, asking the Holy Spirit to be with us. But there's this whole mindfulness phrase that empty our minds of all things. A number of years ago, it was transcendental meditation. We, we lived in a world that said, it's okay to practice all those spiritual, Eastern spiritualities, and yet be Christian, even though they would take us out in a different direction than Christ would want us to go. Christ would say to us, the kingdom of God is like a fine pearl. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Do we choose Christ above all? Do we choose to give everything else up for that kingdom? The kingdom of God, Jesus goes on to tell us, is like a net being thrown into the sea. And, and uh, I don't go fishing because I catch the weird things. I once caught a boot. I don't catch fish. I caught a soda can once. I, I don't know how that happened. But, but uh, somebody who throws a net in is going to catch all sorts of weird things and good things, good fish and bad fish. Good fish and odd boots and various other things. Somebody who is seeking the kingdom will know what is good and what is bad, what is to keep and what is to throw away, what leads us closer to Christ and what leads us far from him. And that's why perhaps like King Solomon in today's first reading, we need to ask God for wisdom. And it's a beautiful story that we hear. Solomon is asked, ask for anything. And Solomon says, I'm a young man. I don't know how to lead as I should. Give me wisdom. And notice what the Lord does. Because he asks for only wisdom. He's giving everything else beside. It's all or nothing. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories, and I, I love this story of St. Thomas Aquinas, and I've told it so many times already, but his secretary, St. Reginald, overheard him one night towards the end of St. Thomas's life, and he heard a voice that he later recognized must have been Christ. And that voice said to Thomas, Thomas, you have written well of me. Ask for whatever you want. And Thomas, St. Thomas responded, Nothing if not you, Lord. He understood that the kingdom of God was all. And that was all that was important. It's not that the rest goes away. But when we put the kingdom of God first, when we seek the kingdom of God first, then we're able to sort out 
everything that's keepable, everything that's good, everything that's holy, and separate all, all that leads us away from God, where it will be thrown into the fiery furnace. We're invited this day to discern what is of utmost value, what is the most valuable thing in our lives. It is the kingdom of God. Let us be like the merchant searching for a fine pearl, knowing when we find the kingdom, it's worth everything we have.